Aussie music is something to be proud of. Wear it like a badge. Because it's Australian bands and artists that are the influencers of so many other musicians the world over. So at Triple M, we're proud to be able to showcase the power of the Aussie music scene. Paying both homage to the greats that have stood the test of time, right alongside the current, the emerging, the future influencers. The ones that will be next to make their mark on the global music scene. If it's Aussie and it rocks, it's right here. This is Triple M's Homegrown with Matty O. Ah, you guys have been wanting this for a very long time. We are right around the country on the Listener app, 49 stations, and the demand is huge for this artist. It's an absolute pleasure to welcome one of the hardest working musicians in the country. You look at the amount of shows, releases, and just the reach this man has. The success hasn't happened by accident. Incredible songwriter, incredible live show. You're loving what you've heard. Light it up, Small Town 2. Summer nights as summer creeps up. So good, and we're loving this one too. Never give up on a good time as we welcome the one and only Mr. Casey Barnes back to Triple M's Homegrown. It's good to chat to you, man. How are you? Mate, I'm doing very well. Thanks for thanks for having me. Uh, man, you want to tell us about the latest addition to your family that's uh, trying to sleep next to you? Uh-huh. <laughs> we've, we've got a new puppy dog, mate, and <laughs> nice. um, he's four, four months old. He's, yep. he's, um, he's a little legend. He's a, a pugalier. I didn't even know they existed <laughs> until yeah. a couple of months ago, and he's a, a pug slash cat, but um, nice, man. he's a dude. He's, he's a great little addition to the family and my two daughters are loving it too so it's great awesome man uh it's good to see you know you've been playing heaps of shows uh you happen to be we were talking a bit before off camera what was it like being in melbourne on grand final weekend and having a show and you know played the royal melbourne show as well we did it was actually like it was a bittersweet feeling that we were literally in melbourne grand final like you know just up the road and we uh we weren't able to get to the to the game, I mean, obviously one of the best grand finals yeah. in many, many years. Yeah. Um, and my drummer is a mad Collingwood supporter. Oh, so we sat, right. yes, yeah, we no. sat in the Virgin Lounge and watched oh, on the telly, and nice. we consumed um, probably one too many beers and champagnes, <laughs> yeah. and then uh, proceeded to jump on the plane and have a couple of spews on the way home. So that was <laughs> that was pretty interesting. Man, music's pretty cool like that, isn't it? It, it? it takes you to places that you don't normally, you know, you can find yourself sometimes. Like you said, you found yourself in the heart of Melbourne during the biggest sporting event in the country. Like, what, what's it like kind of traveling around the world? And, you know, it could be something regional as well. Like, you're talking about the Denny Ute Muster doing, like, these big events in country towns. What's it like kind of going around and kind of, you know, being amongst people and, you know, discovering all these cool new things? Uh, look, it's the best part of the job, you yeah. know. I, I absolutely live for it. And I just love getting to different places and meeting meeting the people and the yeah, locals man. and connection that you get, um, the friendships that you make with people that, you know, that you play these shows at and um i love it and i love doing as many shows as we can you know especially here in australia it's yeah. um live music's in a really good place at the yeah. moment and there's something you know literally something for everyone so yeah it's yeah it's exciting man i gotta say big congratulations on the aria win as well man that's that's cool bloody oath I, it's weird I, I grew up in in tassie as yeah. a kid and i used to watch the arias yeah, every yeah. year yeah. sit in the lounge room and just i, I used to think man I, back in those days i used to just go i'd love to go yeah, you know, i'd love yeah, to yeah. be in 
out and and actually see it, let alone bloody win one. So that was, you know, that was a dream come true, and I guess a lot of lot of hard work, you know, for a long time. But um, yeah, pretty grateful to get that. Man, talk to me about when they read your name out. Like, what was the feeling like? Like, like you can't prepare for that, right? Nah, not especially when you when your manager Michael Chug um, oh, right. leans across just beforehand yeah. and and whispers in your ear. He goes, actually, I can't say exactly what he said because it's a swear word, but he said <laughs> yeah. something on the lines of, "I think we're screwed here," and and because we thought yeah. we thought there was a, there was one of the other finalists, and we thought maybe they might have gone in a different direction, yep. and um, and he might have taken it out. And yeah, look, when they read my name out, it was probably apart from the birth of my two kids, it's the yeah. it's the probably the biggest out of body experience I've yeah. I've ever gone through. So yeah. yeah, it was it was amazing. Man, it must feel pretty cool that all these things, you know, it's you know, you've been such a hardworking musician for such a long time, and you know, you put in the hard yards, and you know, you're playing your biggest shows ever, and you know, Sydney, Melbourne, and Brisbane, you know, you're winning arias, inducted into the Gold Coast Music Hall of Fame. Like, what's a fit? Is it is music the most fun it's ever been now? I, I think it is, and especially off the back of COVID, yeah. not only for artists but for for punters and music fans. I think we've all learned a, a valuable lesson of you know when things are taken away from us. Mm. I think it's only on, on those occasions where we sort of stop and go far out. I don't think I, I could live without it. You yeah, know, and, nice. and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, the fact that we've all bounced back from that and and um, you know there's that hunger again for for live music and festivals and people coming out and in droves like all of the festivals we've been playing lately the the numbers have been huge yeah, like yeah, yeah. we did the Denny Ute muster on yeah. last week and as far as the eye could see you know I'd, I'd never played it before and we came yeah. out on the stage and just like holy crap this yeah, is nice this is but it was good fun man talk to me about you know songwriting and finding the time to kind of get into that zone for you I'm looking at your tour schedule and you're, you're traveling around all the time do you, do you write on the road or do you have to have like a block of time where you're just by yourself and, and, and writing? Like, how's that process working for you in 2023? Yeah, I, I try and dedicate certain times when I know I'm going to, you know, sit down and start writing. And and actually, one of the things I did on a recent trip, we went over to Nashville and, and nice. we played at a festival over there. And But I stuck around for an extra week and just did a, a bunch of writing. You know, I teamed up with with a different writer every single day and, yeah. and um, sometimes two, two in a day and we wow. just smashed as many songs as we could and actually got to work with another Aussie legend um, who's doing great things, Morgan Morgan Evans. Oh, who, nice. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah, he's been based over there now for a long time and we, we've wanted to work together for a while and we finally got to, to co-write and came away with a song that yeah. I think is one of my favourites that I've ever written. Oh, um, so cool. keep an eye out for that one in the next few months for sure. Man, so Nashville songwriting sounds like speed dating for songwriters. Can you yeah. can you explain what it's like to kind of meet someone for the first time and, you know, you've been quite vulnerable, whether it's lyrically or with a song idea because you don't know what they're going to think. Or take us through that whole process. You're, you're spot on. It is vulnerable and, and, if, and, and it's also exciting at the same time because every single write that you do has a, a different energy because it's, it's a different personality, a, you know, a different vibe and, um, you know, say the new single that's just come out, never give up on a good time i co-wrote that with a guy who's had a bunch of number ones over in in the states his name is eric paslay and 
when I came into the studio, he said, yeah, what do you want to write about? And I said, I, I really think we need a song that's, you know, really up nice. all, you know, positive message, all about having fun and, and he's going to be great for our live set, you know, as well. Um, and that's where the whole idea came from about this, you know, ultimate night out. Um, yeah. And just, yeah, that's, that's been the, the whole vibe. But it's actually become a bit of a, an unofficial anthem for the tour as well nice. since we've um, <laughs> yeah. playing it live. It, it goes down very well. So it's, yeah, it's a fun one. I'm going to say, man, is, is that always in the back of your mind as well when you're in the studio? Like, how is this going to sound to an audience? Yep. Yeah, nice. always, nice. always. And and that was one of the th- the big shifts, I think, that changed everything for me. Um, maybe around, I don't know, 2015, 2016, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I sat down and went through my catalogue and I'm like, okay, w- what do we need here mm. um, to take it to the next level? And we needed some songs that were going to be great, great songs to play live, you yeah, know, really yeah. great songs that we could play at big festivals. Um, and that doesn't mean always an up-tempo song, but, you know, actually, you know, some of my biggest songs have been ballads. So, yeah. but yeah, just really um, needed some tracks that were going to translate well um, live. So that was, yeah, that was where sort of everything changed. Man, that's super cool. And, and what I really like about you, man, is like you really, I feel like you have a connection with fans that not a lot of artists do. And I can give you a personal example. I got uh, an email from what I thought was like your mailing list or whatever about coming to a show in Melbourne. And I replied, back and just said oh look i'd love to come unfortunately i can't come because i've got a gig and i was expecting i I don't know what i was expecting but but you replied personally i mean like and i was just (laughs) i was blown away by that i'm like that is so cool that not only are you going the effort to play all these live songs recording but you have this like amazing you're very personable with your fans and i feel like that must be quite a special thing as well to get to really know them and you know you're kind of realizing what your songs mean to them as well yeah i love that part of it and you know i think the, the the thing that some artists forget is um, you know without your fans mm. you don't have a career and yeah. and it's so important to to um, engage with them and and really value their support you know so I try as much as I can to be hands on and, yeah, and nice. I love I really love it too when um, someone that that's a fan will bring a couple of mates along to your show that have never been before and and they come up to you at the end of the night or they'll send you a, a message a couple of days later just saying look I'm a new fan I've nice. got, had never seen one of your shows and that sort of stuff's really cool but um yeah look i i think i owe a lot of my success to um you know my fans and their support so that's a, a big thing and i think that goes a long way in other ways as well as far as listening to music for example i follow you on instagram and you put this post up going what song do you want to see in this tour or like what's one of your favorite songs of mine and what i really love from that list where it was it was really di- diverse and there are a lot of album songs in there too which goes to show that you know it's kind of going you know not everyone is just listening to singles like there are a lot of people like listening through your albums as like a body of work which must be pretty rewarding as well right yeah definitely and it's sometimes um the songs that are really unexpected that are little dark horses that become fan favorites and i love i love that yeah. it's um you know it's yeah it's really interesting because i guess when you record and you put out an album you get really close to the songs and you nearly start to lose perspective for yourself because you've heard them so many times yeah, and you've been yeah. with them since you wrote them and recorded them and then you put them out to the world and it's up to them to to connect with the song. So yeah. it, I love that. I reckon it's a great thing and I love it when it's a, an obscure song that might come out of nowhere that people connect with. You know, it's um, there's, there's a particular song on one of my previous albums called Set Sail, which is a really super personal song about losing someone that you love. And mm. I didn't, I, I literally wrote it as a tribute to that person and I didn't necessarily think it was going to 
to connect with as many people as it had. But yeah, right. I get I play that song all the time, and and um, it's really interesting. But yeah, it's it's funny how it goes, man. And I suppose the good thing about that is is that you know you're going to you know you have a very diverse fan base, and they're from all around the country. And it must be so cool what you're doing now is just this massive regional tour. And looking at all these dates, you get to like you know all these you know you're going you're literally going everywhere like regionally. Are they some of the funnest and rowdiest nights you've had doing those shows? Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they are. The more regional they are, the more rowdy they get. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's great. I mean, you know, it's all about having fun. And, and I love playing lots of different shows for the diversity as well. You know, yeah. like every festival has its own unique personality. You know, we played the Gimpy Muster a, a, a few weeks ago and, and that's, that's a really unique festival. And then we mm. did the Denny Ute Muster yeah. um, the other week and, and that was that was crazy and then we're off to Cairns this weekend um, to play a big festival up there called Savannah in the Round with actually Jimmy Barnes and Daryl Braithwaite awesome. and Kate Sobrano and some Aussie icons and yeah. that's going to be itself so I, yeah I love it and you know then next year we get to go and do it in America and play um, what the biggest country music festival oh, that there is. Yeah, um, man. How are you feeling about that? Coke. Dude, it's, it, that is, it's seriously, I, I still don't believe we're getting to play it because I guess for anyone listening, um, most people would have heard of Coachella. That's, um, it's, you know, arguably the biggest pop festival that there is. Um, they get nearly 100,000 people at that thing and it's, so Stagecoach is in the exact same location two weeks later, same amount of people but it's obviously got that country focus and and we're the only Aussie on the lineup and we're mixing it with from you know Morgan Wallen and Willie Nelson and Post Malone's going to do a country set which is like the Beach Boys um it's it's even Nickelback's playing it's like it's crazy so um yeah that one's been on the bucket list for a long time so when we landed that it's um it's just another um opportunity for us to hopefully you know break into the US market because that's the yeah well man let's talk about the popularity of country music in Australia now and and how much that's grown like I'm interested to get your thoughts on you know even just feels like last two or three years it's it's really kind of blowing up here it has you know and it's thanks to um it's thanks to a lot of music and program directors that have um taken a punt on people like me um you know I can I can name a lot of a lot of guys in radio that have taken a risk on my stuff and I got a lot to thank them for because, um, you know, to cross over into commercial radio and get that extra, um, reach to get into yeah. different parts of the country. It's huge. And so there's that side of it. And then, you know, obviously the artists like Morgan, Morgan Wallen and Keith Urban and yeah. Luke Combs is now crossing over. And, um, they're, they're huge. Like they're, yeah. they're actually, when you look at like the mainstream charts in America, like not the country charts, but yeah. the pop charts, they're like Morgan Wallen and Luke Combs are at the top yeah. of those charts. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I feel like it's a no-brainer though, and I feel like it's always been there and people are just kind of cotton on now. And I think what do you think it is about country music and maybe the way the state of the world is now where people want to hear a song that's upbeat, you know, some of the lyrics are positive. Do you think there's something to be said for that as well? Yeah, 100%. And I think um, you know, sometimes sometimes with pop music and I love pop music. Yeah. I, I my you know, Spotify playlists are so diverse, yeah. but sometimes it starts to sound a bit, you know, not all the same 
but there's a there's a common thread with a lot of pop music. And then yeah. I think when you're in a country like a Morgan Wallen or something of, of mine or Keith's or whatever, it's just sonically different for the listener. And they yeah. they might prick their ears up and go, oh, hang on a second, I, I sort of like this. And yeah. so, yeah, it's and it's also a testament to the fact that country music's growing in Australia. And, you know, some of the, the festivals, like we are um, announcing this week, um, our biggest festival is called CMC Rocks. Yes. And, and we're part of that again nice, um, man. for 2024. And, and that thing, it's, it just yeah. sells out in like half an hour and yeah. it's yeah. gone. It's huge. So, yeah, it's it's a... It's a really good um, testament to where it's all heading and, and yeah, probably thanks to you know, commercial radio for playing country music too. Yeah, absolutely, man. Last time we had you on, we were talking like uh, pinch yourself moments and bucket list experiences. I just want to take you back to one of your favourite moments growing up. Literally just finished doing a little solo acoustic gig. This was a long time ago and they were staying at Versace on the Gold Coast. We're talking uh, about you too. Suncorp Stadium the next night and I thought, I thought oh, I might before I drive off, I might just walk past the, the hotel and just by chance, they, if they're coming in, out or whatever oh, what? they just so happened the whole band were coming out of the hotel and there was like a small group of people that had stopped and they were signing autographs and i just happened to have a copy of my little first independent cd and oh. came around and i gave it to bono and he sort of looked at the cover and then he looked at me and he said is this yours and i said yeah look, you know if you want something to listen to when you're driving around love it here's my, my new album and he stood up on the limo and stood up on the top of the limo held it up and to the crowd got into the limo and they drove off and that was like Whoa. one of the cool <laughs> we have the best reactions to that story like people absolutely love that story i want to know are there any moments maybe since i spoke to you last or anything else that's kind of happened to you recently where you've just gone i can't believe that happened yeah man it's just it, yeah de- there actually have been and, and that that u2 story is still all time and mm. and I, I guess a lot of the listeners would have seen their opening in of that oh, sphere oh. music venue in Vegas. Dude, that's now imagine getting to play that. Oh. Like that is just out of this world. I yeah. just yeah, I I wanna I will definitely want to go and check that out. But I, I guess the more recent thing that happened um along the same sort of lines when I was in Nashville on this last trip, got back to the hotel. It was the night before I was about to leave to come home and I I think I opened up Instagram and I had just had all of these DMs from people and I'm just like, something's going on. And (laughs) I've gone in and everyone's like, dude, you need to go to Garth Brooks' Facebook page. And um, he's just giving you this massive shout out on his Facebook page. And and I thought someone was taking the piss. And so I've gone on there and, and yeah, he was doing a live stream and they've just launched their their own um, radio network in in America um, called the Big 615. And, they were talking about how they want to shine a light on um, country music outside of America. And then uh, they started talking about me and saying, look, there's this guy from Australia, Casey Barnes, you need to check him out. And so then he's just done this big spiel and said to all of his 7 million followers or whatever it was, you need to go and check out this guy, Casey Barnes. And um, yeah, so that was, that was pretty real. Uh, Yeah. Cause Garth Brooks, he is the, you know, not only the the highest selling country artist of all time, but I think he's up there, you know, with Michael Jackson and the like yeah. of you know all time. Wow, uh, album sales and yeah, just to have someone like that give you um a shout out is is pretty huge. So oh, that was that was so cool, cool man. Uh, I know you're busy, man. You got plenty coming up. Uh, before you leave, I want to play one quick game. On Triple M's homegrown with Matteo, it's time for. Uh-oh. It's right party or dinner. So this is called right party dinner. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you three artists. You've got to write a song with one. You can party with the next. And the third you've got to take home to dinner. All right? So three artists. Three artists pick completely at random. Your three artists. Well, 
Cold Chisel. Second artist. Foo Fighters, very on brand. And third. Radiohead. Right party dinner with Casey oh, Barnes, Cold Chisel, Foo Fighters, and Radiohead. Oh, jeez, I love all of those guys. Who are we, who are we having over for dinner? Oh, look, I'd have I'd have Cold Chisel over for yeah, dinner. Yeah, I reckon like there'd be some interesting stories. I'd love to know about them in the early days. And nice. I finally got to meet Jimmy Barnes recently, and he's an absolute. Absolute ripping Blake, so Isn't I'd love to great? pick his ear. Oh, get some more stories. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you'd party, you'd party with the the Foo Fighters. Yeah, um, yeah Dave Grohl is is an idol of mine. I just think he's just an incredible. Just he's got that X factor and just a ripping human being as well. So um, and we're maybe right, right with yeah, right. Who was, was the last? One? Radiohead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome, man. Casey, this has been so fun. As always, uh, you've got a tour coming up. Plenty of dates. You can find them at triplem.com.au, mate. We're loving all the new stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's great to see you doing so well. It's no surprise. And I'm just so glad that, yeah, you're well. Family's great. And looking forward to seeing you in studio next time you're in Melbourne. Oh, mate, thank you. And thanks to all the listeners out there, too. It means the world. And um, hopefully we'll see you at a show soon.